Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, y'all. This is April. This is Caroline. And this is Thirsty Thursday, your bloody happy hour. Hey, y'all, I'm April. What episode and I'm is Caroline. this? This is the one where and you get the full one, right? Your bloody happy yes. hour. It's a full episode. Caroline, for this one, is two quickies this today. This is your newest um, pleasure. But usually, every other Did we say day, week of the happy year, hour? Tuesdays are our quickie episodes. We bring you what's new in the news. Bloody happy hour. And Thursdays are our full episodes where we tell you the whole story. This should be episode 98. Oh, I, we're just going to stop at 99 so we don't have to record episode 100. Yeah, we're just going to stay at 99. 99 forever. Yeah, so we, unless we get 10,000 downloads, <laughs> we'll do 100. Otherwise, this is it, guys. Goodness, goodness, it just snuck up on us. Oh, um, do we need to read some reviews? We do need to read some reviews. But first, Let's get our people out of the way. Let's tell you about some amazing sponsors that we have. Yes, today. first one. First, we have April. Are you looking for a great haircut or shave experience? I mean, always. Always. Well, you need to go to Champion Salon and Barber because their skilled barbers and stylists are dedicated to giving you the best service possible. Whether you need a simple haircut or complete grooming package, they got you covered. Um, and while you're there, you can also enjoy a complimentary beer and you can chat with the friendly staff. And did you say they offer koozies? They have koozies for your beer. Wow. There's two convenient locations in Waco and in Woodway and Texas, that is. Um, you can also book appointments online through the app just to make it easier to schedule your next visit. So visit Champion Salon and Barber today and experience a cut above the rest. Tell them bloody happy hour sent you. Just tell them. Love it, love it. And next up, it is not too late to go to Idle Hands, Crafts, and more, capital N for Nancy, and get your own 30-ounce Bloody happy hour tumbler. I'm sure you can get smaller if 30 ounces is too much. Oh. Um, and that way you can drink like us, with us, when you are tuning in to your favorite podcast. So email Misty at Idle Hands, Crafts and More at gmail.com. Or you can go to a Facebook page. Thanks, Misty. Okay. And up next, we are so excited about our newest toy, Caroline. Um, what are they called? Blend jets or blend jets. So these are blenders. They're portable blenders, and they're pretty awesome. And they're kind of cute. You c they come in like all these different different colors and options, and patterns. April has. I guess she's a big Mickey Mouse fan. So um, she has. Yeah. She's she has Mickey Mouse shirt on right now too. I think <laughs> you should have wore your ears. So you got Mickey Mouse. I'm a big fan of Woody from Toy Story. So I'm the new sheriff in town, apparently. And I have my new uh, Woody blender. And it's pretty great. It's rechargeable. I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to do it all. It's yeah. rechargeable. Um, 
it's portable. You can take it to work. It can fit in your cup it holder. It can fit in your cup holder. You can, it's self-cleaning, which means you just put water in it, put soap in it, blend it up, and you can clean it. It's done. And let's face it, those shaker bottles, the they shaker suck. bottles. You get clumpy. Chalky. Chalky. It gets stuck to the top of the cup, and then your cup gets all mildewy and stinky. No, we are not dealing with that situation here. Yeah. We have blender jets. Yes, and the best part, it's whisper quiet. So if you do have it in your office, like I'm going to, you're not going to make a lot of noise and disturb others no. because it has whisper jet. Now, we're going to tell you where you can find your own, um, and you'll also get a bloody happy hour discount. But if you're not a protein person, they have latte options. On the floor. So latte options are mocha latte, vanilla latte, cinnamon dose, chai, caramel latte, and matcha green tea latte for all you coffee and latte drinkers. But if you are a protein drinker, you got chocolate, peanut butter, banana. You have peanut butter power breakfast. You have Berry Berry, and you have Berry Akai. Listen, these are gluten-free. They are vegan. They are non-GMO. They are a good source of fiber. They have, how much protein do yours have? And these are just ready to blend. So all you do is put them in your blender, add your liquid, and you press the button. 15. 15? 15 proteins. 15 grams of protein. Here. Yeah, so I'm going to be so healthy. Uh, this is probably what I'm just going to be eating slash drinking for the next seven days. Seven days. You got seven days worth. I don't even need to go to H-E-B. So go to blendjet.com and enter code BHH12. And that gives you 12% off your very own Blendjet 2. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Hola, yo soy Jackie. Y yo soy Jessica. Y esto es Zona del Crimen. podcast donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By, By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. podcast. We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. 
Don't forget the smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For <laughs> sure. You can find us on Instagram at by the cover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. I love it. All right. Did I tell you guys we were going to New Orleans? You told us that you were going and that you went. So tell us about your little trip for five seconds. Well, um, it was great. And Bourbon Street is always great. It never, never fails. Hurricanes never fail you. But the best, one of the best parts was the Museum of Death that I went to. Have you ever heard of it? No, but I felt like I was there this week. I went to the Museum of Death, and you could take no pictures because it is, it's hard to make me cringe, but we had, like, I cringe. Did you cringe more than in the last episode? (laughs) Yes. Um, So they have a whole serial killer section, which is why I went, and so they'll have, like, say, Ted Bundy section. Then they had the letters that Ted Bundy written. They had Ted Bundy's photos two minutes after he was executed. So you saw Ted Bundy's dead corpse. At one point it was printed in the paper, but all those pictures were taken up and this museum now owns it. Um, Just things like never before seen pictures, crime scenes, brutal, brutal Crime scenes like from the Manson murders, from the Bundy murders. Um, And then I saw letters from BTK, like BTK, from Danny Rawlings. Like it's pretty crazy, all the stuff that they have. Um, And then you go back to the back. You can't take your phone, so you you can't. can't, mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay, I have to go. You have to go there and see this. It's a quick little museum. You can go through there like really quick. I wanted to, like, spend time. You can, yeah. They had, Sweepy was for some reason loving the video of of a, a embalming. <laughs> they had stuffed cats. I, I almost turned around. It's the first thing you see when you walk in. Like, people have their cats stuffed and their dogs stuffed and, like, on a plaque like you do, like, a deer. I mean, I would have probably parked. It's so weird. So, but if you go to the back room, they had Dr. Kevorkian's suitcase and, like, syringes. 
The, the we need to do Dr. Kovorkian because I know that I know that name, but I don't have any clue what he did. Yeah, he just assisted suicide. But um, and if you go in the back room and it says "Watch at your own risk," it's just this old video playing. And what it was is a man used to be a crime scene photographer. When he retired, he took all his crime scene pictures up close and he had it made into like a video. And so it's crime scene, but it's like also somebody narrating like what caused the crime scene. And it it does not hold back. It's crazy. Does it make you because I'm always like, I kind of want to see like show me the pictures uh-huh. And I'm sure do you? Oh yeah, like, always. Like when yeah. Did Chandler Halderson and I was like, oh my gosh, there's there's the picture, there's the dad's torso. Yeah. I wanted to see the torso. Yes. So after seeing actual pictures, do you are you still like, oh, I want to see it, or you're like, I'm good, I don't need to see anymore. Well, these were crime scenes I knew nothing about, right? Yeah. But this was probably a 45 minute video, and I did not stay the whole time because you had already seen. So much I mean, other crime scenes. See, so you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would probably still 100% be open to see more yeah. crime scenes. It was it was just different. It's literally the Museum of Death. It's definitely a one-time go visit you if you're ever about, in New Orleans. Can you imagine being the, the killer and then that's what you look at and that's what you did and you're like proud and of it? And a lot it. of times they're proud of it, and yeah. They're proud of it. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. It's called the Museum of Death? The and Museum of Death. I didn't even it? know about it last time. I just found it on, I was just Googling things to do in New Orleans that I already hadn't done. And of course, I found two crime scenes, but I'm going to tell you about them right now in this episode. So, because these are short stories, you get a two for a two for one. Wow. Are you guys ready? So Two for one, two for one. So we're in New Orleans, and uh, let's go to the 1930s. I don't think we've ever gone this no, far back. we haven't. It's like black and white TV and stuff. <clears throat> let's meet two brothers named John and Wayne Carter. Okay? Okay. They were two brothers that showed up in the French quarters during the Great Depression. And they were younger. They were shorter in stature. Stature, stature, and they worked at the fishing docks at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Well, one day in 1932, a young woman fled from a big two-story house on the corner of St. Anne's and Royal Street. All you French Quarter people know exactly where that is. I stayed on Royal Street this past weekend when I went down there. Her wrist were bleeding she was her wrists were still tied up she was bleeding she was pale and she was frail and she was screaming now when the police finally got to her she told them that she had been held in a house on St. Anne Street that um, two brothers would come home every night and squeeze the blood out of her wrists and feast on it throughout the night like vampires they are vampires. Oh. Or they at least thought they were. They live forever. She even said there were four other people at the house with her on the verge of dying, and they did not get loose. And so go help these people. 
police is what she was saying. So, but the story is really unbelievable. And especially during this time, but they were like, she is bleeding. She is tied up. Let's go check on it. They go and check on them. And when they enter their house, they find four guys tied up to chairs. Their wrists are bandaged up, bandaged up, but they're still bleeding through the bandages. And there's containers um, where their Blood dripping. blood's dripping into. Now... In that area where they were, they smell blood. You know, blood has like a metally iron smell. But that's not the only thing that they smelled. As they checked the house further to see if the owners were there, they smelled the smell of death. Oh, no. And they went, when they went to the downstairs part, they find 14 more bodies, all dead, all exsanguinated, insanguinated, insanguinated. <laughs> You said it three times, but I still have never. <laughs> Where heard all the their blood is just in, um, out. Never heard the word. You no. need to watch Criminal Minds. Oh, well, you couldn't even say it. Well, because I think it's insanguinated, but it just corrected my spelling to exsanguinated. Well, that's rude. <laughs> Basically, their blood was gone. Well, yeah, it was just exsanguinated. They, yes. <laughs> this was during the day when they had discovered this house right the carter boys were not there so the police decide they've talked to neighbors and they asked the neighbors if they knew where they were and the neighbors all said they've only seen them at nighttime they've never seen because them during the day so they left <clears throat> five of their best policemen at the house to arrest the brothers when they came home like inside the house like sneak attack Maybe you could do that back then. And so later that night, after the sun came down, the Carter brothers came home. The police later say that their strength was not human. Because they had all that blood. They were, remember I said they're medium built? They're like smaller. They were 5'5 five, five and 5'6. Five, but they fought off all five of these badass police officers. Sounds like Austin Harris. Yes, was he on mushrooms? And they lost the boys when they jumped through their second floor window onto their balcony, jumped off the balcony, landed on their feet, and took off into the knife. Parkour. Parkour. Or uh, what's the other drug? Flocka. They were on Flocka. Oh, hell. That was the first ever Flocka. Flocka. They were Austin Hare, Flocka, Parkour guys. So they were just very talented. Yeah. They're real fit. So they landed on their feet, <clears throat> disappeared into the night. Yes. So imagine kind of what the town is talking about right now, French quarters. The police are like, we couldn't get them. The neighbors are like, we've never seen them during the day. We saw them jump off the balcony, land onto their feet. They must be vampires. And then these victims that they found alive were like, they fed on us all night. They never, we never saw them sleep. <laughs> they fed on us all night? Yes, I, they're this, drunk. Are, they, are you reading Twilight to me right now? <laughs> no. No. But this is the French quarters. And if, if you said this happened in, I don't know, Waco, Texas, I'd be like, bitch, no. But in the French quarters, I believe anything will happen in New Orleans. That as well. So, what's so weird is the next night, they went to work like it was a normal day. 
like they had done nothing wrong the night before. So they went to work at the docks, and the police were there, and they willingly let the police arrest them, confess to all the murders, confess to being vampires, and begged for the police to arrest them and execute them. Hmm. So now they're arrested, and the police did. Arrested them. And executed them? The judge gave them a chance to prove that they're vampires. By sucking his blood. (laughs) Or, or, I don't know, melting when the sun comes up? I guess. I I don't. Showing superhuman strength. Showing your parkour skills? They did not show anything on demand to the judge. So the judge was like, okay, we'll hang them in the park. Okay. So they hung them. And I don't know the purpose. Like, if they were vampires, would you have probably killed them another way? I think you got to stab them yeah, with the stake through the die. heart. Yeah, you have to have a stake through the heart. That's yeah. the of vampires. But family. they did not prove that they were vampires, so they got to be hung in the park around all the town folk. And they... Then they put hung them, and then they buried their body. You know, th- um, Louisiana's cemeteries are above ground because it's like swampland and... So all their coffins, and they don't get buried six feet under. It's Everything's above ground there. So they had a vault. Do you oh, know they're that? all vaults? Well, Wait, no. What? You can just go to a cemetery, and there's just like... A coffin? The coffin, they're just like above ground. They're in like some type of cement coverage, but they're above ground instead of below ground. Oh, so they can just start floating. <laughs> What do you mean? Like if it if there was a hurricane and they're oh yeah uh, now now they have to be like cemented and like sealed, not like ours do. But they can't be buried because it's like swampland and they're already below sea level, so the bodies would just be lost at sea. Oh. I would think. I, don't know. <laughs> I need to see a video. But also, it, this is like in a lot of Spanish countries too. They do that there. So in Louisiana was take was French and Spanish, so it's a lot of the same cultures that they do. I'm not trying to pay for a burial plot. No, yeah, I don't, I don't take up space. No. that we don't. Nobody's gonna go visit anyway. <laughs> so they had a Carter family vaults, which every cemeteries have these. It's those bigger structures. We could have multiple yeah. Yeah. Um, coffins in there for your family. Yeah. So they were hung, and they're buried in their Carter family vault at the cemetery. But the vampire, and they're now coined the Vampire Brothers, that story spread, and it caused a lot of fear. And not only that, those um, victims that were living were telling the stories, and so it caused a little bit more fear. And then this is where some of the tales start coming in, where these are part of, like, the ghost tours when you're down there. Yeah. People start to second guess that they are dead because they have been seen around the French quarters. The new new people who are renting the homes, rent their old homes, have seen them on their balcony, and they looked brand new and alive and young. So the town's talking and the police decide we need to go check their coffins. Let's check their coffins to make sure they're dead. And when they opened up the coffins, it was like empty. There was no bones. 
There was no dust. There was no anything. No sign that a body was ever there. Yes. So what are you thinking? I think that why they how did they they couldn't even, you can't die if you're a vampire you they just, hung them yeah you just come back alive vampires don't die from hanging yeah so I think they faked their death I think during the day they were probably sleeping in those coffins this whole time so they could get out of it that's true but then how do you get out of it is it not concreted shut well I I. They probably figured out a way not to make sure it's concreted shut. I don't know. That was just my thinking. Um, so, so they're listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, they are. Oh, it, let's ties in today's world. Oh, yeah. Just wait for it. Oh. So, um, their bodies are not there. There's no evidence that the bodies were ever there, and there have been sightings of them every year uh, during Mardi Gras. They have been seen. Those who rented the apartments have left out on their lease because they've seen them there. And they look the same? And they look the same. They have not aged. Do they talk to them? Um, I don't I don't know. Well, people have said that uh, during Mardi Gras that they've had conversations with the Carter Vampire Brothers. But, I, I mean, there's some weird people on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I've, I've met a lot of weird people. Okay, so the female victim, right, she lived because she was the one that got away and told about him. Um, and then two of the other four victims ended up living. So we got three victims that have lived to tell their stories. But their stories are even crazy. Out of all the vampire movies you watched, how do you become a vampire yourself? You get bit. And, and then what? You just get bit by it and they suck your blood and then you... Become a vampire. But people die when you get bit by a vampire. The vampire dies? No. There were 14 dead bodies because they got bit and they sucked all their blood. So this is what the tale says is that you, if you get bit by a vampire, if you get sucked on, your blood gets sucked on by a vampire more than seven times and you still live, you oh. too become a vampire. You two become a vampire, and you also have to drink the vampire's blood. Yeah, but so at the time of your biting, you don't die, right? Or you die, or you you die you once die. you drink the blood. I don't know. It uh, depends on. Whatever. I don't. I just think if you're bit by the vampire, then you have to become a vampire, but you have to survive on. And then they give you, they're like, here, take the blood. And then that's how you And then that's how you become a vampire. I want to be a vampire. Um, I just want to be a vampire. Because I want to be able to, like, fly around like that and, like, be so fast. Well, um, so one of the vampires. You don't age. You don't. But I want to go to heaven. I don't think they go to heaven. They don't go anywhere. I don't want to be here forever. Yeah, no. I don't want to do that. So now in order to, okay, so you have to be fed on so many times and not die, and you also have to drink the blood of a vampire. So one of the victims named Felipe did not die, and he went missing in 1949 after a diary was found in his home listing the name of victims and details, and these are all victims, 32 victims, names, and 
how he killed them and how he sucked their blood the same way that the Carter boys sucked on him. So Felipe supposedly became a vampire. Okay. Now, the other male victim that was stayed alive killed people as well, but he didn't suck on their blood. He decided to dissolve them in acid. He was just become a serial killer. Okay, so they didn't die, but then they didn't become vampires? Felipe became vampires. Yeah. We know they Felipe did. Yeah. But this other guy, the he, people that he killed, the story is that he didn't kill them by sucking their blood. He killed them by dissolving them in acid and did not suck their blood. Survive on the blood. Maybe he didn't he become did. a vampire. But maybe he, he just didn't get all his no, blood taken out enough. enough to die. No. The girl was committed herself into an insane asylum, asylum because she stayed in fear her whole oh, life. She, she was not, only there for a little bit. Like she did, she wasn't there she long was at all. About that vampire life. Now, um, the last little bit is the people think they, the Carter brothers, are still alive. Yeah, and they're living in the new age now. And, and then you met them. They div- they actually started a business called Carter Blood Care. No! <laughs> they have unlimited access to blood. No! And no, they... No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> I'm lying. I made that part <laughs> that up. Carter Blood Care, don't that sue was me. So good. <laughs> that was so good. But wouldn't that be great? Yeah. They're doing a good cause, so and they have unlimited supply to blood. It'd be a great way to blend in. Oh, my God. I <laughs> fell off the chair. That was so good. Oh, my God. All right. So there's the Vampire Brothers. Let us know what you think. So I, of course, visited their house. A, va- a person may become a vampire in a variety of ways, the most common of which is to be bitten by a vampire. Other methods include Sorcery, committing suicide, contagion, or having a cat jump over a person's corpse? What? That is from Britannica.com. Never go near cats. Uh, Okay, so then the next story is trunk murders. Trunk? The New Orleans trunk. Trunk. Trunk murders. New Orleans trunk murders. Now, this story... Is also really short, but it's going to put you in the mind of Zach and Addie a little bit. Ooh. So it's October 27th, 1927. So we're going way back in the day. Yeah. And that's why there's not a lot of information yeah. like on these. A lady named Nettie was entering an apartment on 715 Ursuline Street where she encountered a gruesome crime scene. She was going to clean this little apartment she screamed so loud of what she saw that men outside called the police and when the police got there there were severed fingers on the floor blood-soaked carpet a blood-soaked bathroom blood-soaked mattresses and two traveling luggages luggage luggage trunks with perfectly butchered bodies and decapitated heads placed inside the trunks okay Normal. It was clear that the trunks had two women inside of the trunks. It was. And there were clothes thrown 
all about the room where it looked like the clothes that were in the trunk had been thrown out so that the bodies could fit inside of the trunk. So what happened on this sad day in October and who killed these ladies and why? So let's meet two couples. You have two sisters named Teresa and Leonidi Moiti. They were flapper girls back then. Do you know what the flapper girls were? Like a dancer? Kind of. They were just like the, um, you know, back then women were very submissive and very um, debutantish. And just they, your job was to cook and clean and submit to the man. And you don't party or you don't do anything like that. You don't have a sexual life. You just had to be the very submissive person back then well it's also prohibition and so you couldn't drink so these flappers these group of flapper girls which we would be flapper girls you nobody could drink it's prohibition so there was no alcohol i don't remember all that so um these flapper girls were like i'm gonna wear sexy stuff and i'm gonna go out and party and i'm gonna sell my body if i want to old age prostitutes yeah yeah and I'm going to sell my body if I want to, or I'm just going to have sex if I want to. Yeah. And I'm going to drink alcohol like the men. Get it's it. good for the goose. It's good for the gander. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so they were two flappers back then. And they married two brothers right. named Henry and Joseph Moiti. So two sisters were married to two brothers. Okay. Now, um, the two brothers, they were two drunks. They were good looking. You can find a picture of Henry Moiti. And, but they would get drunk and they would get angry. Oh, they're probably drinking whiskey. Now, um, they all lived together in one little apartment in the French quarters. And they had, Henry and Teresa had three kids with them. Now, Henry was formerly in the Navy, but was dishonorably discharged, like Zach was. Mm. Um, And they moved to the French quarters to maybe get a better life. Um, And he worked as a butcher in different odd jobs, and so did Joseph. He worked as just different odd jobs. Well, this was in April. They moved to New Orleans to get a better life because at this time, New Orleans was the most richest town in the Americas at the time. So they were like, let's go well, to New Orleans. Things have changed. Yeah, yeah, not not maybe so much. Um, but then like Zach and Addie, Mother Nature did not agree with them being in New Orleans. So the Mississippi River flooded and those levees broke just like for Hurricane Katrina, and so it was everything was flooded. So that, of course, affected money, jobs, businesses, and everything, right? It sounds yep. a lot like the whole Zach and Addie issue. Um, neighbors that were interviewed, neighbors that lived near the couples were interviewed, and they said that both of these couples fought constantly. They would get drunk. They would fight. The men would constantly accuse the women of cheating and of prostitution and of flappers. being whores. And of not being good moms because you're supposed to stay at home and take care of the kids while the men go out. But they were like, oh, no, I'm going to I'm playing in New Orleans, too. Yeah. So a couple of weeks before the murder, Joseph, which was married to Leonidi, Mm -hmm. left Leonidi because he actually did catch Leonidi having an affair. So he left and he went and moved with his sister. 
This made Henry, his brother, even more pissed and jealous because he was like, if Leonidas doing the dirty, then I know Teresa is. For sure. They're flappers. <laughs> what would stop her from cheating? Right? Um, and then he's a cheater. So what do cheaters usually think? Uh, Everybody else cheats because they cheat, right? Yes, yes, yes. For sure. Um, and then he hated Leonidi because she was a bad influence on his wife. So also during this time, Henry would conjure up these fake affairs in his head between his wife and the landlord or wife and some random guy. And he would get drunk and he would imagine these horrible affairs happening that never really happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one day after work, he came home drunk and mean and mad. And Teresa and Leonidi had enough. And Teresa held up a $10 bill in his face and said, look at this. I make more prostituting in one hour than you'll make in a whole week. More flapping in one hour. (laughs) So she had her luggage trunks out on the bed. Leonidi had her luggage trunks out on the bed. And they were slowly packing their stuff and their kids' stuff. Go flap the so they can go and live a better life, get more money as prostitutes. Absolutely. They wanted to live their best life, live Caroline. Best life. I mean, I don't blame them. Um, Wasn't Addie a stripper too? Yeah, she was a flapper. So he was like, I knew this bitch was a prostitute. I knew she was a prostitute, but he passed out that night. But the next morning, he woke up, and he saw those trunks on the bed, and he made up in his mind what he was going to do. So when he got off work that night, he went and had some drinks. He also got brought home his machete-like knife. Yep. They call it a banana knife. And his billy club. Brought that home from work. When his wife and everybody was sleeping, he snuck into their room And he bludgeoned his wife in the head a bunch of times, decapitated her, and perfectly chopped off the arms and the legs and the fingers, took her ring, wedding ring, off of her finger and inserted it in one of the gashes in her body. Um, And then he went to the other room and did the same thing to Leonidi, her sister. He carefully decapitated her, cut off her arms and legs and fingers, and placed her in her trunk with the clothes. He blamed Leonidi for his marriage failing. So, he thought for a moment, what about the kids? Oh, did he? What about the kids? I doubt it. But then he was like, oh, no, it's, it's not that serious. So he didn't do anything to the kids. Thank God. Oh, he thought, what about the kids? I need to kill them, too. Not yes. what about the kids. Like, what are they going to think? No. He was like, I'm not going to worry about them. They're, they're just asleep. They're fine. Um, he was even ashamed he that he thought of them. He, he killed them, and then he dismembered them? He bludgeoned them, oh, beat them. Beat, and he like stabbed them, whacked them with the machete. Oh. He had that billy, that billy club. Okay, oh, yeah. He had the billy club, bludgeoned them with that, like, whacked them with the what, machete. What is the, what is the motivation to, like, okay, I killed them, but now let me just cut them up? Well, that came natural to him because he was a butcher. 
He perfectly. That person behind us? Whoever that is, yeah. Butcher. <laughs> They're probably butchering a body. It's like Dexter back there. <laughs> Does sound like Dexter Saul. They're working on cars back there? I think they're working on a body. <laughs> I thought it was somebody doing their blend jet up there. I was like, oh, she's making her smoothie. Oh, she's making her smoothie. <laughs> could you could you smooth could you blend jet like a hand in there? Like if you were trying to I don't know. We should email blend jet and, and ask, ask them. Has yeah. anybody ever blend jetted a human, human hand or finger? Or finger. So good with the phalanges, that means it's a good blade. Yeah. A, a real good, good blade. Um, okay, so he ran off after he killed them. And he was caught two days later after he was trying to sneak onto a Navy ship. Remember, he used to be Navy. He oh, gave him a hell. fake name. But by this time, his picture was all in the papers with his face and his tattoos. And so they recognized his tattoos and called the police. When the police picked him up, he told them what he did, why he did it, and that he, alcohol made him do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. The coroner, they went to court. The coroner testified that the killer had to be experienced enough to know exactly where to cut so that they're cutting through the joints and not the bone, and that's where people screw up. Oh, yeah. He also, they also ruled out that his brother Joseph had anything to do with it because they were like, did these husbands both get pissed and kill their wives and take off? But Joseph, he wasn't even worried about it anymore. So he was sentenced to two concurrent terms of life in prison. But, you know. Oh, let me guess. He's out. He's out right now. He got out on parole. (laughs) Like all good prisoners, he flourished in prison. Oh, no. He got married. He had a baby. <laughs> he became a trustee. And he's going to, he's like a pastor now. <laughs> like, what? He's, he's reading books on classes. Audible, <laughs> like Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> he became a trustee, and he was a very trusted um, prisoner. And he was even given special assignments that did not require guards, security guards, to watch him. Because so he was so smart. trusted. So I'm gonna go to that jail if I have to. I know. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to that one. He, they trusted him too much because <laughs> in summer of 1944, he escaped on his routine drive to the post office that he goes to every week by himself <laughs> with no supervision. He actually called himself a taxi, wow. and he, the taxi took him to Hammond, Louisiana, where he then caught a train to Chicago. Oh, hell. Smart guy. Go. go straight to Chicago. But, capital. but, you know, this warden of this prison just trusted him so much that he wasn't too concerned. Yeah, he was like, okay. you know. He's not going to decapitate and, like, chop up anybody else. It no, was just a couple of times. Just twice. Alcohol. He has two life sentences. It's fine. The warden was actually like, you know, old Henry, I trust him. Don't send a crew out to find him. He's going to return on his own accord He's already done 16 years. He's about to get pardoned for temporary insanity due to his alcohol intake at the time. He'll come back. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. He is about to get pardoned due to his alcohol intake that that caused. No. 
when he did the crimes. When he did the crimes, remember he oh, so claiming, blamed it on the alcohol, right? And, and because he was so drunk, so drunk that's temporary was insanity. insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's. It might be the case in <laughs> New Orleans. I had a little <laughs> bit temporarily <laughs> insanity. I've been temporarily insane many times. <laughs> April, don't be so crass. He was about to <laughs> get pardoned. So. You know what? But he didn't turn himself in. No, he didn't. And two years went by, and he was a free man. But he did get pulled over in St. Louis for a routine traffic stop. And when they told him his name, they sent his ass back to prison. Oh, hell. So this was in um, 19... No. So two years later, so he escaped in 44... Got put back in prison in 46, but by 1948, he was pardoned. <laughs> so hey, were, I thought only, like, the president could pardon people. <laughs> the Louisiana Pardon Board pardoned him. And why? Because he had temporary insanity. <laughs> Them damn hurricanes. Does that mean appeal? Like, he wanted... No, I don't know. I no, it just means... Day, it was, like, a it, different thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It just means... You no longer have committed this crime. You've been pardoned because, because you, were you were temporarily drunk. Because you were and temporarily that, drunk. Yes. Okay, and he blacked out and didn't remember everything. Yeah. Even though during the trial, they said it was premeditated. But he was temporarily <laughs> drunk when he was When he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. You know what? I'm proud of him. Well, you know, I'm not because in 1956. <laughs> you know, he stepped on somebody else. <laughs> in 1956, he had a girlfriend named Alberta Orange. Oh, hey. We'll see. Her name was Alberta. That's where she went wrong. <laughs> and he killed her by shooting her. He was like, I, I'm, I'm a rusty he butcher. It's over. been a lot of years. Like, I'm not putting all the work in. Yeah. Me. I'm just going to shoot her. He accused her of cheating and shot her in the chest and killed her but he was in drunk. California. But he was drunk. Not drunk, so he was sentenced to five years. Oh, because he... Okay. <laughs> Poor Alberta, your life was only worth five years? This dude, this guy just got arrested or got <laughs> sentenced to ten years in jail for creating a meme. Oh. He got ten years for a meme... And this guy got five years for a murder. Killing Alberta. I would be real pissed if I was Alberta. Were they both in California? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, California, they do it right. They, hey, they you know. It. <clears throat> so, he only served one year because he died of a stroke in prison. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. What, what was So, that's the story. What caused the stroke? Was it, I don't know. <laughs> All the temporarily insanity he's had over the years and alcoholism. He was an alcoholic. But if he you look at his picture, again. he's pretty good looking for an you old know, guy back then. Black and white pictures, I just can't ever tell. I am so glad I did not have to live in the black and white era. Things in real life weren't black and white, just the TV was. No, I know, but, like, the pictures, when they're black and white, it's just hard. You can't see anything. You just can't tell. Like, you can barely even tell. I know, but he's not a bad-looking guy. Like, I, I can I see I guess. How. He just looks like a f- person. And plus, they creep me out with those mili- those Navy pictures. That's just creepy. It's just they they look all, like. 
But he does have a good hairline. And a good jaw. And he yeah, has a and his dark chin, features. But you just can't tell. You know, yeah. I need I need it to be colored. Mm-mm. Not gonna get it colored. Okay, I'm gonna the next few pictures I post, I'm gonna be black and white. <laughs> that is it. That Those is are it. my two stories. I love it. Those um, were some great stories. Very short, very New Orleans. I I did not have time to put the time into Madame LaLaurie because that is a whole thing. It's a whole, that's like a, it's a big, you know, whenever I eventually do Lori, speaking of Lori, when I do Lori Vallow, whatever her name is, it's, you thought Murdoch was a lot, was a lot and confusing. This web it is, just goes on. Which I I knew, you know, we know kind of, uh-huh. it, but when you have to, like, describe who they are, it's so intricate that it's, like, it's difficult. And there's so many players involved. There's so many players involved. Well, well, well. Good stuff. Let's read. New Orleans. Oh, yeah, let's read you some reviews. Because for those who don't stick around to the end of the episode... You're going to miss out on some good stuff. I need to go to New Orleans, and I need to visit that murder house. Because I also visited um, Henry's house, Henry and Teresa's, the trunk murder's house, and it's beautiful now. It's been redone, and the guy that was living there was walking in, and I was like, so do you know, do you know? And he was like, we didn't know when we bought it, but there's murder tours coming around here every day, so we know now. Reviews. This is from Tina. Ooh, she put her whole name. C. Wilson. Shout out, Tina. It's Book Club Tina. It's titled Best Podcast, Five Stars. I love listening to these two ladies. They make my everyday great. Keep up the good work. Happy face. Thank you, Tina. Then we have Love These Ladies by Bree Jars, five stars, says, hey, I can't believe it's taken me this long to get on here and write a review. I listen on Spotify, so I forget to come to RS, to, I forget to come RRS, rate, review, subscribe, even though y'all tell me to every episode. I started listening faithfully in October, and I'm always, almost all the way caught up. I took... I took y'all along with me when I ran my first 5K, and I listen Woo-hoo. to y'all when I'm at the gym or in the car by myself. I have been to both live shows. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love you, And Bree. she was a camper. And I think for the next one. I've introduced a lot of my friends to your podcast as well. Thank you for doing the Quickie Tuesdays, too, because that has given us true crime junkie, given a true crime junkie her bloody fix. Y'all are awesome. one awesome love it love it love it and this is from this is called binge worthy five stars misty mccombs who's the girl that makes our cups she says i don't know where to start but first of all i love the way they work together and always down for a great laugh i catch myself giggling with them at times i'm hooked not just because of them but because of the stories i read a lot but they tell them in a new light Thanks, ladies. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, thank you. Uh-oh. This is my favorite one. <laughs> <coughs> That's why I'm reading it. It's all done. This is from 
Bibliopod. Oh, she may be a podcaster, or they may be a podcaster. Or Bib- what's it titled? Uh, it's titled Crass and Misinformed. How many stars does it have? One star. Thank you. I wanted to find out about the Tristan Bailey case and downloaded this because it seemed to be the most up to date. It started with some sharing that was currently. What is it? It started with someone sharing that she was currently drinking. Super professional. Then they talked about using Mentos during a certain sexual act and followed that Guilty. up with the discussion <laughs> about swingers at an assisted living community. Okay, let me continue. I don't understand how you think these discussions would be appropriate on a podcast about the stabbing death of a 13-year-old girl. When they finally started talking about a case, the Murdoch trial, one of the hosts says that she thinks Anthony Fauci should be prosecuted and, sorry, I just couldn't. You are insensitive. You are insensitive to the victims while wholeheartedly announcing your own susceptibility to misinformation? Why should I listen at all? Thank you, Bibliopod. Thank you. We are guilty of all the above. (laughs) And we will not deny it. We always say we do need to laugh to get through some of these stories. Never at the victim's expense. Oh, it's never at the victim's expense. It's always a distraction. by the way, the only reason Anthony Fauci was even talked about was because Aiden Fucci was the murderer. And it sounded like I kept calling him Fauci (laughs) instead of Fucci. And then I was like, you should be prosecuted. That's basically what it was. So maybe you didn't listen to the whole episode. But thanks for the review. And And it counts. Last one is... From Lil Nurse Dawn. My favorite podcast, five stars. I'm fairly new to BHH and I'm addicted. Y'all are so funny and I love the combination of true crime mixed with the true life commentary in between. I look forward to every podcast. Thank you, Nurse Dawn. Listen, guys, this is what you're going to get. And we tell you all the time with this podcast. We are here and we're talking about murder. And we're having beverages while we do it. So we're basically like having a happy hour where we talk about horrible stories. So And random things. And, and a lot of things. it's inappropriate. And it is inappropriate. And there's kinks involved because a lot of these people have kinks involved in their life. So we just kind of like make it a little funny. I mean, I feel like it needs to be funny. So if we're going to talk about a kink of poop in your mouth, then it's a kink of poop in your mouth. If we're going to talk about a kink of... Swingers, then it's kink of swingers. (laughs) It just is what it is. Hey, and we know what? We know that there are some people who do not want any of that in their True Crime podcast. And we also know that this is not the podcast for you. So thank you to all of you who love us for being crass and misinformed. (laughs) And sometimes I will tell you, I'm like, I may not have all the right information. But guess what? I usually do. I watch a lot of uh, watch a lot of trials, so at least I try to get the right information from the trials. And if there's something specifically that we did got wrong, let it, you could like email us and be like, "Hey, you we'll got this little it. thing wrong," and then we'll correct it the next episode. Because that happens. I know a lot of other podcasters that do that. They're oh like, yeah. Oh, we got an email about this little detail was wrong. So if we do get a detail wrong. 
you could let us know and we'll we'll fix it. It's really not on purpose. Oh, it's really not. It does take a lot to put these episodes together. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of time. Um, and we have so many of them in our heads that sometimes yeah. when we they come out, I, I can get stories like mixed up. But for the most part, part we do good research. Yeah. So we, we love the feedback. Give us more. Constructive criticism is always welcomed. Yes. Thank y'all. If you haven't already, go and rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see y'all next week for another quickie and another full episode. Episode 99. 99. And go visit com. Put in the code BHH12 and go get you a blender as well. I I think I might have to do a live of using my blender. Let's do it. Don't forget to. Stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.